Yes, you are in, and the Fry Dudes are back. So thankful for these flawed dudes getting real and pursuing truth. And why do certain people, by the way, get healed and others don't? It's a very fair and understandable question. It's what we tackle here. Forgive the audio, by the way, a little wonky. Stick with us. And also, if you're wondering about the timing, this was recorded earlier in the month. And now I'm burying, looking head for sin. I didn't hear a thing. I've got to be, you've got to know. Begging you, please, bear in my soul. Leave off. Where did we leave off? Can you see Luke 12? Um, so, five. Five twelve. So Luke five twelve. We'll start there. Do we want to do the leper and the paralytic, and then stop before he calls Levi, or do we just want to finish five? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I think we better just go through leper and paralyzed man. And- All right, Tom, you ready? Yes. Yeah, we're ready. Yes. All right, uh, Luke five verse twelve. While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded, for proof to them. But now even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. On one of those days, he was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. Let me start that over. On one of those days, as he was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed, and they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to question, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered them, Why do you question in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to those, he said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise up, pick up your bed, and go home. And immediately he rose up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home, glorifying God. And amazement seized them all. And they glorified God and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. So, um, the interesting case, you asked me to read that one, because on, on March 23rd, I'm giving the Hosanna Gospel on that one and the Call of Levi. No kidding. Uh, preaching or? The, the devotion, uh, oh. the morning devotion. Uh, it's going to be on that one, uh, and I'm giving that one wow. on that one. So it's just kind of funny that, you know, you say, hey, would you read that one? On so, March 23rd? Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's wild. Okay. That is what I call a whole moment. It's been pretty fascinating. Reading some of the commentaries and some of the layers, and go in there that you just like, 
among yeah. that is such a rich those passages are so rich it's like how do you do that in 15 minutes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. dude jesus was Amen. You know, like all the all the, like the heads of the heads of the church were there, and he's like, "You can't heal on on this day. Watch me." So I have a question for you guys on on this, and like I have a friend who's struggling with cancer, and he's a real you know top flight Christian guy and all that. And I always kind of struggle with this healing stuff. Like I know what Jesus is capable of; it's real clear of it here. But why do some people get healed and other people don't. I don't know. Maybe that's too deep of a question. For Not right at now, all. Though. That's one of the most common questions, right? They do get healed. So we all we all get healed. At least all who believe in Jesus get healed. It's just, do we get healed on this earth or do we get healed after this earth? And so Jesus always, or God always answers our prayers but he answers them yes, no, and later. And so, again, with the healing, we, we will be healed. But it's why do some people get healed on this planet and others don't? Uh, God's glory, I guess, is the only thing that you could say. Yeah. You know, and I think about the, the shared with you this um, eighth grade boy that we know who needed a kidney. And he got one. Um, but the, the donor was a deceased and it had to be a younger person. So I don't know any details about this donor, but it's plausible that person and their family were paying over the person for healing, right? Hey, whatever's going on with this person, Lord, please heal this person. And at the end of the day, they, they died. That gave this young man a new kidney, right? So he has the opportunity now to fulfill whatever purpose that God had for him. Right. So I just I think about that. That family is probably asking the same question. Why didn't you heal my son or daughter? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a piece of it. It's like, and, and this boy's parents were probably playing. Can we find a kidney? Right. So our boy can fulfill his purpose. Right. So there's it's kind of it's, you know, God makes good out of out of evil. Yeah. He makes good out of sadness. Can I point out one other thing with this is so God's timing isn't our timing. So. This man, oh wait, so that's, so for the paralyzed man, uh, this paralyzed man, let's see, is this the one where he was paralyzed for 40 years? I don't know if it's well, I think that's that. Sean 5, it's the same guy, but go ahead. What are you saying, Tom? You're breaking up there. Yeah, I know the audio is a little sketchy on this right now. No, that's I know that's John five because we just read that yesterday for Thursday's PM. The guy that was paralyzed for like thirty eight years or yeah, close to forty. So if you think about the fact that okay, so Jesus heals a man who was paralyzed for thirty eight years. We're in another study that I'm in in Acts three. A man was paralyzed for forty years that Peter that God heals through Peter and John. That means for forty years this man had to drag himself over dirt and camel camel feces and all of that stuff to get to a place where he could beg and he did it for forty years before God finally decided to heal him. And so sometimes God's miracles take a long time. Mm. Um let me but this brings up one other thing. So there's a guy in our Thursday group, and all of you guys know him. Um, his wife has really been struggling with some really bad decisions in life. 
And he told us on two, well, he told us last week that he confronted her and, and he said, he said, I prayed over her that this, that this um, alcoholism would leave. And I was bold and I believed that it would happen right there. And she shrugged it off like nothing happened. And he goes, what the heck? Like I had all the faith in the world that this was going to happen and it never did. Mm-hmm. And so this alcoholism has been pursuing her basically her whole life. And then on what Tuesday, he said, I'm leaving. I'm signing the divorce papers. I'm leaving. I haven't told her this yet, but I'm planning on leaving. Um, yesterday, he showed up the last 10 minutes of our dude's group. And he goes, sorry, I'm late. Um, I was just talking to my wife and we thought he was saying like, I was just explaining to her that I'm divorcing her. He goes, something happened. And you could see on his face that something was different about him. And he goes, I don't know what happened, but you could just feel this holiness on my house. And my wife received Jesus this morning for the first time. Oh, wow. And, and, it, it is one of those things where, because him and I were talking and I told him that God's timing is not our timing, but I believe that God's going to take this from her and God is going to give you a sign that he is in this. And at the moment that all hope was lost, divorce right on the brink, God shows up. Wow. I mean, that was just yesterday. So if I could flip, if I could flip that question on its ear. Um, so we're asking like, why, how come some people don't get healed? Why do some people get healed is a bigger question to me. If I can get personal, um, you guys, I think you've heard my story about running into the train and a nurse told me in the hospital, you need to figure out why God saved you. 75 miles an hour, no seatbelt, T-boning a train. There is absolutely no rational way I didn't die. So I think that is a better question. Why did you get saved? And it's a personal question. and It's one I'm thankful that I just got reminded of because I need to take a hard look at my life and say, why am I here? Am I doing Whatever it is that I'm supposed to do, or am I trying to find that purpose? Because God saved me for a reason. It's oh, a great counterpunch on the other side, Ron. Mm-hmm. I think the bottom line is, uh, uh, you know, man, we, the, here's here's the key. I think you, for those tuned in and those versed, you got to look at it with the eternal lens, right? I think that's where Casey was... was um, alluding to for sure. At least I, that's what I was getting from you, Casey, is this eternal lens of God's timing's perfect. Uh, we are promised hardship on this broken planet. That's why there's war in Ukraine right now. That's why Russia's gone rogue. This is why families fight. This is why their divorces happen. This is a broken planet. This is why we have cancer. This is why we have COVID. This is all explained. As Casey says, the Bible tells you what happened is happening and will happen. And, uh, but the other part, I, I love that question, Rod, because, okay, for you guys all healthy out there, the listener right now, you're the one, you're breathing. You, 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 you have health. Why? And by the way, what are you doing with it? Are you, are you maximizing your life potential? Do you know what your purpose is? Why are you on this earth? 
why do you have more time on this broken planet? Even if you believe in heaven, you have the eternal lens. Um, what are you supposed to be doing uh, while you're still here? I, I, I love it. Thank you, Rod. You know, Tom, on, the, on that point on purpose, it's a question I've always struggled to answer. It's like, you know, it's kind of like at work when they say, what are your career goals? Like, I don't know. And, you know, and so it's struggling to answer that. What's your purpose? And um, I think our purpose gets revealed by the fruit that we bear from abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, the great analogy I heard is, you know, you have a, a fruit tree, you have an apple tree, right? You watch an apple tree, that branch isn't kind of like, there, hey, I topped out a, a, an apple, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not an effort there, right? It's just that that apple, because that's what that branch is designed and supposed to do. Its roots are deep, it's being fed, and it comes up and it's just bearing that apple and bearing that fruit. And that I think that's really it's, I think it's important to, to, to pay attention. What's my purpose? Am I living into that? Am I bearing fruit? I think, though, we can take that too far and then say, no, this is I, 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 I have to bear fruit versus Christ saying, I'm the vine. You're the branch. Abide in me. I'll abide in you. And then you'll bear fruit. No right? doubt. So I think sometimes we, we start pivoting this to I need to do something and make it a works-based result versus how do we really tune in, abide in Christ, live in Christ, and then that fruit bears naturally. And then it's a good examination. Of, am I bearing fruit? Right. If, if uh, um, you know, can, would, would somebody know that I'm a Christian because of the way I live my life? No doubt. It's just the way I think about that purpose question, because I've I've struggled with that for years. It's like, I don't know. I can't write down what my purpose is, and it's bothered me. But I think think that I'm living into it a little bit differently. No, I love it. Kind of roll it back into the scripture, too. Um, You know, to that paralyzed man, it was natural to crawl on the ground. It's not natural to walk. You know, for, for all of us, it's natural to die. It's not natural to be saved. It's supernatural. God does it. So it's one of those things like, wow, God, like, what do you see in me to give me this promotion to walk? Like, it's, it's, I'm supposed to crawl, but you're giving me the ability to walk. You see something in me that maybe I didn't see in myself, and it causes us to dig deeper and find the real purpose uh, that God has for us. Man, this is so good. I know we're in OT, but I, 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 this is important to say, because Marks, I love your leadership. By the way, you've grown so much just in the last couple of years, talking about abiding in, in, the, in the, abiding in the vine and, and tuning in and producing fruit. And for some listeners, some of them get that and some of them don't. But bottom line is, uh, uh, everyone listening, your purpose is one is commandment one and two. Right? Was it Matt 22, 36 through 40? Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Right? That is one. That is part of your purpose. That's why you're still living. That's why you're still breathing. Two, then to love others just as yourself. And, 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 and that is that for anyone struggling with that, then of course we can get into strengths and there's other things you should be doing. Some of you are supposed to be speaking. Some of you are supposed to be teaching. Some of you are supposed to just be serving and maybe doing number crunching. I, you all have strengths. We, we, I don't want to get too far sideways, but I do want to tie back to Hot Rod's earlier comment. Uh, uh, for anyone doubting this Jesus dude, um, 
if you're against religion, if you're frustrated with religion, um, <laughs> Jesus, he, he's right. Rod's right. I mean, he, this guy stood up. These people that are so in love with the other commandments, not one and two, uh, for example, of uh, what you can and can't do on a, on a Sabbath day. Uh, we, In fact, we started this whole before recording talking about just someone that grew up in a church where it was nothing but going through the motions. It wasn't, they weren't loving. There wasn't really much love at all. It was hypocrisy. That turns people off. Jesus used the word hypocrite, I think 13, 14 times describing the religious leaders at the time. So if you are frustrated with religion, you're not even quite sure about all this. I encourage you to read more of Jesus' words because this guy, he was a rebel against the re- religious order. It was, it was about teaching love and getting set free from these rules. So, by the way, I am going to wrap this recording pretty soon, but one minute challenge for anyone else that wants to pipe in on that. So we've talked about trying to bear fruit and dividing in the vine. And one thing that I like about what's showing here is it kind of gives us, it gives us some guidance on how do we abide in the vine. And so it says here, after Jesus healed this man of leprosy in 16, it says, um, Jesus, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. I mean, we're talking about Jesus. He's doing all of these miracles, and yet he still sees this need to go and withdraw and be alone with his father um, because mm-hmm. that's where that power comes from. There's the, the other thing is if you go on to 19, it says that some people who couldn't reach Jesus, they went up to the top of the house and they took off some of the tiles and lowered this man down to them. And so it's like, are you pursuing Jesus? Like, are you sacrificing? And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about like, if you see something in your life that needs to be cut off because it's, it's hindering you from your relationship with Jesus, are you willing to cut that off? Like that's what Lent is is alcohol dulling you to experience God or are you into social media too much or mm-hmm. like is something consuming too much of your time are you willing to actually pursue him because I can tell you the times that my marriage is the flimsiest it's the times when my wife and I don't have date night it's the times when when we don't really have eye to eye or don't really have any connections and that's all of our marriages yep. you're not going to feel Jesus if you don't actually take the time to date him so you know and the other piece on here right of that it was his friends that bought him and then there's friends face so it's other thing who are you hanging out with mm. right are you hanging out with friends that are faithful um because you know jesus says uh um he said and we saw their faith he didn't say when he saw the man's faith he said when he saw the friend's faith he healed the man right so wow so, i never thought about that like, I just imagine the guy like, dude, no, 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 it's nothing's going to work. I've been paralyzed my whole life. Like, just leave me here. And his friends are like, no, 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 you don't understand. This guy is different. Like, he's going to change things. Because when you're in, when you're in the trials or you're in the fire, it's really hard to have faith. Mm-hmm. But man, you, you guys, for me, I've said it so many times, you guys remind me that Jesus is true and faithful. You guys are the mirror that reflects him back at me. Man. Wow. Great stuff, guys. Anyone else? You know what? I, I had one just comment. Please, Jeff. Thinking of one of Pastor Ryan's 
services once sermons about how all miracles are so awesome, but they're just temporary. Uh, Lazarus was raised from the dead, but he still died. Right. Great you know, point, Jeff. Feeding the 5,000, they were hungry the next day. So they're temporary, but they maybe give us a little longer time frame to get it right or to dive into Jesus' word, like you said. And I just, I've been focusing on that a lot lately, how it doesn't fix anything long term. I mean, I guess maybe longer, but not not forever. The forever parts when we have salvation in heaven. So everything on this earth, just if we can make it a little bit better and then enjoy that time we have and be in Jesus' word, it's because you don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. Mm. Um so the the temporary part of these things really sat in, in my mind now for a year or more when he, I heard that and talking about it today, but sure, somebody's got a kidney, but they're still going to have trials and tribulations. The the cancer was in remission, but, you know, it's going to come back or I might not die of cancer. But a friend of mine years ago, leukemia free after he had it for years. Well, he died in a car accident 10 years later. Right. I mean, so... Our time's going to come, but things on earth are all temporary. Jeff, thanks, man. That's such a solid point. It's absolutely right. And we always say here, right, we're all terminal. We are. We're all, whether you think you're stage four or not, you are, you're terminal. This, your time is coming to an end. They are temporary. Are you ready? Are you ready for the bigger right. picture? Exactly. Thank you. That's excellent. And, you know, I was thinking about, uh, Jesus, you know, he he did these miracles, but the fruit, you know, what was what was born of those miracles? How how that, if you call it, you know, like the seed we were talking about, and the impact to grow from that. You know, you think of a, a rock thrown in water, and you see mm-hmm. that wave just kind of go out from that miracle. <clears throat> you know, he met, uh, you know, a, a leper. I mean, these people were you stayed away from them. It was like religious law mm-hmm. to stay away from them. They were, I mean, and he walks right up to him, you know, he met him where he was at, as Tom said earlier, and he, and he healed him, you know? So not only, you know, was he, you know, an outcast, he went up to that outcast, healed him. And then, and then when Jesus did that, he just walked away, you know, he didn't, he didn't want the attention on him. He wanted the attention on God, right? And and then how that impacted all those people that witnessed that, witnessed that man. So I think that's, to me, that's the more the purpose of miracles versus the ripple effect. That one instance in time, it, it it it's a treasure that lasts for a lifetime for whoever witnesses it. Thank you, G. Yeah. One last thing here is. One thing that's easy to overlook is this man, it said, go back. We're called, or he's called to go back to the priest. And the reason he's called to go back to the priest is because in Leviticus 14, starting in two, uh, it says, and the Lord said to Moses, the following instructions are for those who are seeking ceremonial purification of a skin disease. Those who have been healed must be brought to a priest. 
Then they'll be ceremonially clean and may return to the camp. And so this man with the skin disease, with leprosy, wouldn't have even been allowed in the temple. He wouldn't be allowed to draw near to God at all. And so the worst thing isn't, we think of the worst thing as being this man is suffering from illness. No, the worst thing is that this man is separated from God. And so that's what that's what this really signifies here is, and that's what we've been saying is the greatest thing is, are you drawing near to God? Whether you're sick or whether you're not sick, man, so God uses some terrible things to draw people to himself. There's your number uh, one again, right? Go ahead, Marcus. I'm sorry, who was speaking up there? I don't think Marcus was saying anything. All right. Hey, go ahead. Was someone else there? As, it's funny since you, since you invited me in. So uh, <laughs> it's, on that point where, you know, Casey, where you said the leper was not even allowed in the, in the synagogue, in the temple. So as we go forward next week and read about the calling of Levi, Levi was also not allowed in the synagogue. Right, because he mm-hmm. the, he was prohibited because of the role he had taken with the um, with with the with Romans as a tax collector. So he was not allowed in the synagogue, and yet his gospel cites the Old Testament more than the other three gospels combined. So this was a man that even though he wasn't allowed in the synagogue, he knew his test his old you know well at that time is the the Bible wasn't an Old Testament, but he knew his stuff. So I just anyway yeah. something for uh, for next week, but I just that's a fascinating that's awesome dude. that's that's excellent casey you want to pray us out on this do you mind yeah for sure oh man god i we're only three days into lent and i don't know if it's because i haven't had coffee for a few days or what but i've just been weeping before you you just you're so good like I don't know how people go through life without knowing you. Like, how do you hear about attacks on Ukraine and struggles with this pandemic and with all of these other weights on us and not know you? I praise your name that I get to have not one, not one book of your word in my house, but 17. I mean, and there's people out there who are so hungry for it. So I just, Praise your name that we get to be able to gather together and we live in a country where we can gather together to mm-hmm. worship you without the fear of police kicking in the door, without the fear of being imprisoned or being beheaded or any of that. I praise your name for that. But please, please help these luxuries not dull us to just how amazing you are and how much we need you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Indeed. Word. So thankful for these dudes. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for getting real with us and pursuing truth. And thank you for sharing with others and encouraging them. Thank you for sharing with other flawed dudes to let them know they're not alone. So are you getting real and pursuing truth with others? Do you understand the Bible? If you'd like to start or join a dudes group, hit us up at the contact us page at frydudes.com. Now, a little bonus, bonus reaction. First, let me go to Hot Rod. I love that guy. I love his reverence for Jesus. 
You know, Rod, if you listen to us long enough, Rod and I share a lot in common. We love Jesus, and we also love to push the edge. And sometimes maybe we go a little too far with our flawed ways, but in context, I absolutely see where Rod was coming from in his choice of words uh, to describe Jesus. And for the Puritans and Pharisees out there that most likely got rubbed the wrong way, what Rod was saying was Jesus was a rebel in a good way. I mean, a rebel against the ways of the world, and so are some of you. A rebel against um, certain organized religion becoming more important than God and his love. And if you're frustrated with religion, then you and Jesus are simpatico. Jesus used the word hypocrites many, many times to describe the religious. And let's face it with us flawed humans. We love to make rules and enforce them on others. And we often love those rules and politics more than loving God and others ourselves. So you'll put that in your religious pipe and smoke it for a while. Just ponder it. Just ponder it. And more important, go to Luke and read Jesus' words for yourself again and again, and you will see it. And deeper take. Second, why do certain people get healed? And why others don't? Why do babies have to die? And it, if, you're, if you're truly listening to this episode, then at least you've got a better understanding. It's not perfect. This world is not perfect. In fact, this world is brutal and broken. In a way, it's, it's a taste of hell, right? Where babies can die and kids get raped. And sadly, under the disguise of someone pretending to be religious for the latter. So let me retort. Why do we want to live on this broken planet forever? Now, I'm, I'm not justifying you leaving it early. Please don't maximize your life here. It's part of your purpose. But why don't we want Rev 21.4? In truth, because most of us don't believe in heaven. That's why. We don't believe in A lot of people don't believe in Rev 21.4. And the Bible does warn us not to fall in love with this broken planet and its ways. And it's it's clear as day. Yet we all can fall for it, even the best, except one. Jesus is the one. And again, when in doubt, read his words. He has and can heal. And some of you will ask and be healed. Praise be to God. And Casey's right and Bolt's right, and Marcus, some of you will be healed. Actually, well, anyone that believes in Christ, you will be ultimately healed with Rev 21.4. And since earth, you know, earthly healings are temporary, the ones that choose John 3.16, Romans 8.1, will have eternal healing in life. It's your choice. And as I wrap on this disclaimer, as frustrating as this broken planet can be, as real as depression is for some of you, I just I want to make this point one more time. I will always encourage you to live your best life here. This is your test, and you will give account for it someday. And yes, some of you have had a much tougher test than others. I don't understand it all. I, I don't. What I do understand is that it is temporary. 
And it may be 40 plus years, but it will end. And just like earthly healing, our temporary, our, our basically temporary hardships is what they are. If you want to live your false life here, then fill it with Jesus. Jesus is the vine. Live your life as much as he and you will be more content, as Paul writes in his final words. That is a fact, Jack. And the truth, Ruth. Again, your choice. Now go. Love God. And love others. And if not certain, double check your purpose with Matt 22, 36 through 40.